Hey, it's Mark K from The Mark K Show. Would you like to get a copy of my brand new book, Go Trump Yourself, 10 Ways to Live Like Trump in a Joe Biden Economy? Then go to GoTrumpYourself.com right now. That's GoTrumpYourself.com. Where entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. A cognitive test for Joe Biden? Come on. Why waste our money? That's an excellent point. Why would we waste our money on a cognitive test for Joe Biden? Why do we, we all know what the result's going to be. Just save your money. Save your money in 25th Amendment, that guy already. What's up? This is the Marquee Show. My name's Marquee. 855-940-MARK is the number. 855-940-6275. And we're in a great moods today. We're, we're in great moods today. Could be that we're all high on the aerosol spray that Hannah um, applied to the second set of sneakers, golden sneakers, that, uh, that we are. Uh, auctioned off for charity earlier this week for $5,500. One of the Dementors came into the <laughs> studio moments ago and said, you spray those sneakers and smell up the whole way. <laughs> and we said, yeah, but it's a lot better than the ganja smell from uh, yesterday. Yeah. And he said, I disagree. <laughs> because, anyway, anyway uh, no, that may or may not have, that may or may not be accurate. Anyway, no, but we're in a great mood today because we, yes, we got aerosol fumes going on. Uh, but also yesterday, uh, something fun happened, which I'll tell you about in just a minute. But the, I'm really excited because Joe Biden's dog is back in the news. Uh, Joe Biden, Joe Biden's dog is. Oh, who knew? That, that Joe Biden's German Shepherd commander would be a national security threat. Who knew that Joe Biden's dog commander would be so anti-American? Really, this dog is running around biting every government official it can find. It's biting law enforcement officials. It's biting Secret Service and White House staff. It's like it's a Russian operative. I can't believe they think that Tucker Carlson is is a uh, a useful idiot, that, that he's one of Putin's puppets. I can't believe they still think that Donald Trump is a threat to society. The biggest threat is Joe Biden's hound uh, commander because newly released documents record at least 24. 24. For those of you that suck at math like I do, that's two dozen biting episodes uh, before they had to usher him away from the White House um, last fall. Janine Pirro from Fox News had a lot to say about this. Joe Biden blames the victims. He actually blamed one agent who said, he, uh, Joe Biden said he lied about Major attacking him. Mm. Now, when a dog attacks 24 people, or two dogs attack 24 people, the dog is living in a dysfunctional environment, okay? There's something wrong. He's either getting involved in Hunter's cocaine, the dime bag, something's going on, <laughs> or, you know, there is... There is just, it's just not a happy place. Not a, Janine Pirro, by the way, she's a dog lover, dog owner. She's had lots of dogs. She knows what she's talking about when it comes to dog stuff. And she goes, it's not a happy place. It's dysfunctional. Dogs getting into hunters, cocaine. Who knows what's going on with this thing? But a happy dog in a functional household does not run around biting people. A dog that is well-trained and cared for and loved does not run around biting people. And probably the dog's just annoyed because every time Joe piddles on the rug, the dog gets blamed for it. That's what my guess is, but uh, I mean, I can either I can either confirm nor deny. I would just imagine, I just imagine Commander. Let's face it, Commander probably gets blamed for a lot of stuff. There could be Oval Office meetings, and someone goes, "What? Uh, ew! What? It, did somebody 
soil themselves. And you know, Joe's like, Commander, get out of there. You, what are you, oh, sorry, guys, it must be the dog. I imagine that's the I imagine that's par for the course of the White House. Um, but Janine Pirro says, no, that's not that's not at all acceptable. I've had Doberman Pinchers. I've had Bouvier de Flander, who were very mm -hmm. serious guard dogs. I've had serious guard dogs. I've had them trained to be guard dogs. Never had a problem. Never, never had a problem with these dogs. But if I did, you can rest assured they would have they would have sanctioned me and I would have had to euthanize the dog. So the bottom line is that, you know, they don't there's something going on in that family that's not right. They can't even train a dog and they, you know, we're supposed to have them run the country. That's good. Lots of great points. First of all, I'd like to start off by saying, is anyone shocked that Judge Jeanine Pierre would have Bouvier de Flander? I mean, that is, that is the exact kind of dog I would imagine she would have. And they're, and they're pricey. Being a being a former judge slash Fox host must be uh, must be a pretty good gig because uh, those dogs are not cheap. Uh, but yeah, she says, look, he's worse. This guy can't even train a German shepherd and we're supposed to trust him to run the country. This And he blames his staff. That's the other thing, too. That's the part that really troubles me. Joe Biden, Joe Biden always has a tendency to blame the people that work for him for the problems. He doesn't have anyone's back. Do you remember the Border Patrol when the, the images came out and they were, it said the Border Patrol agents are whipping the immigrants that are coming across the border. Look at this. Illegal aliens in the water are getting whipped. We have photographic evidence. And the Border Patrol was like, that's not, those are the reins of the, they're on horseback. They're holding the reins. No one's whipping anybody. But those those Border Patrol agents, did Joe Biden have their back? Heck no. Joe Biden said, we're going to fully investigate this. That is uncalled for. They should not be. Those people are going on. Those people are going on paid leave pending an investigation. And then, of course, an investigation came out. And sure enough, they weren't whipping anybody. They were just riding their horses, trying to make sure that these illegals weren't drowning in the river. It turns out they were the heroes. But Joe Biden will always, always attack his staff, attack the people that are supposed to be protecting him, attack the people that are putting their lives on hold for his security. It's a, it's a recurring theme. It's a recurring theme with him. If Donald Trump had a dog in the White House, which, by the way, do you remember when Donald Trump did not have a dog in the White House? Everybody was saying, what's wrong with Donald Trump? The first president ever to never have a pet not even a hamster, not even a bird, a parakeet. Donald Trump hates animals. Don, there's something wrong with every single other president has had at least one pet, if not multiple. Hell, Al Roosevelt, Teddy, had like a whole zoo. He had like elk running through the White House. That's how much he loved animals. And Donald Trump didn't even have a Donald Trump didn't even have a puppy. No dogs. Donald Trump is mentally deranged. What kind of psychopathic president doesn't have any animals in the uh, halls of the White House? Well, I'll be honest with you. I would rather the president not have any dogs than have one that is running around untrained, biting Secret Service agents and everyone else. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. And we'll, we'll get back to Commander in just a minute. But there's a lot going on. In fact, Commander's not the only person. You're not the only person that we have a problem with in the White House. Of course, Joe Biden is running around like an untrained animal doing God knows what, saying God knows what, tripping over God knows what. And Byron Donalds is sick of it. Uh, he was on with Janine Pirro. And in his, what I like to call, um, audition for vice president, <laughs> because now, look, now that he's, 
we know who's we know he's on the short list. We know it's Byron Donalds, Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy. We heard tell that it's also Ron DeSantis, Christy Nome. We know that probably Carrie Lake is on there, maybe, even though she's running for Senate. I like to think Sarah Huckabee Sanders is on there. People see, keep telling me Tulsi Gabbard would be a great choice, only I'm totally hashtag never Tulsi. Um, but Byron Donalds is one of those forerun front runners, and he's out there on Janine Pirro talking about Joe Biden. Here's what he said. Florida Congressman Byron Donalds sits on the Oversight Committee. Uh, he joins me now. All right, Congressman, you know, I have two questions. The first one is going to be on, on Joe Biden. And the truth is that every time the guy comes out, you're worried he's going to stumble or fall or mumble or something's going to happen. And everybody keeps talking about a cognitive test. No, he doesn't want to take it. And no one's calling for the 25th Amendment. So do, do we just have, are we stuck with this for the next at least eight, nine months? Well, Judge, it's good to be with you. And unfortunately, yes, I think we are stuck with this for a couple of reasons. One, Joe Biden is stubborn. He's putting himself above the country because you can't have a commander chief who just looks impaired like this. It's one thing to talk about the domestic issues that are that we're facing, the border being the number one issue in the country and the fact that he's terrible at this job and he's actually hurting the American people. But even abroad, our adversaries see this. Putin sees this. Xi Jinping sees this. The mullahs in Iran, they see it too. Yeah. And they see weakness and they're pushing all over the globe. This is not about Joe Biden. This is about our country. He should do the right thing and stand down. And if he won't do that, Kamala Harris needs to lead the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment. Mm, well, what does Kamala Harris think about that? No, 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 no. Ain't no way Kamala Harris wants this job. She, she, she may Maybe at one point did, but now she sees what's happening and she's not going to be the person that stabs her own president in the back. But he's 100 percent right. Somebody in the cabinet, Kamala Harris in the cabinet, so, it, it, Merrick Garland, somebody's got to lead the charge and say, all we have to do is a majority of us write a letter, sign the letter, send it over to the president of the Senate. and ba Bada bing, bada boom. We are good to go. We've got Kamala Harris running the show. Now I know what you're thinking. Do we really want, I mean, even Byron Donald's like, I know what everyone's thinking, folks. I don't think Kamala Harris will be a great president because the policies won't change. It'll be the same thing, do you think but you gotta have at least some level of coherence. Do you think Congressman, she would even do that? No, I don't. I think okay. she's just gonna sit there and watch him to watch him continue to decline. But that's why I say, this is not about Joe Biden or anybody else. It's about our country. Right. We deserve a president who actually looks the part on the world stage. Yeah, Kamala, would you actually do that? No, 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 no. Yeah, that's what I thought. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, folks, ladies and gentlemen, we have, we've got a big announcement. It's Friday! All right, it is. Wait, the music was supposed to start. Come on. All right, thank you. It's Friday today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. End of a very busy week. This week so far, we have raised $11,000 for our K's Kids charity by selling two, count them, two pairs of golden sneakers a la Donald Trump. And we are so grateful uh, to our patriots all over the country who ponied up to make sure that K's Kids can continue in grand fashion. In addition to that, ladies Ladies and gentlemen, last night I came in second place at a charity poker tournament for the Jacksonville Children's Chorus. And along with it came the prize of a limited edition Maserati silver watch, which I donated back to the Jacksonville Children's Chorus because karma. 
Karma. Somebody does something nice for you, you do something nice for somebody else. And ladies and gentlemen, another reason to celebrate today is that we feel like the 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 uh, animosity filled, the rage, uh, roid rage uh, enhanced. The angry, the bitter, the unfunny late night TV hosts may be seeing their death knell. They may finally be coming to an end. A, a portion of our television viewing experience for the last several decades has included comedy and celebrity and interviews and fun. But recently, ever since Donald Trump became president, has just become another piece of propaganda for the Democrat wing of the American uh, political system. A, a situation where late night comedians have turned into left-leaning liberal hate spewers may soon be coming to an end because Jimmy Kimmel from ABC has announced that it may be his time to go. Jimmy Kimmel has announced that this contract that he's that he's currently in may be his last. I kind of know how he feels. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, he is prepping for the Oscars, but he says, I've got two years left on my contract, and I'm looking at the ratings. I'm looking at the revenue. I'm looking at the landscape. I'm looking at my age. I'm looking how, at how unfunny I am, and I'm thinking two years may be enough. I may be done after this. To which Donald Trump wrote on True Social three words. Good riddance, loser. <laughs> Which, I'm going to be honest with you, may be the most truthful thing ever put on True Social. Because what they've done to late night TV is take something purely American and make it horrible. Ever since the late night TV show, uh, audiences have had to decide between two or three or five different celebrities that they wanted to watch at night. The two or three or five different celebrities have decided the only way to garner big numbers is to attack Donald Trump. The only way to garner big numbers is to abandon comedy and instead become corrupt individuals fighting for the wing that is currently in control. They have been taking the lies and spreading them more than CNN, more than MSNBC, more than the New York Post, more than anyone really. And as a result, they've seen a dramatic decline in their viewership, their revenue, and their importance. This could be the end of an era for late night TV talk shows. After all, who really watches them anyway? I just see the clips the next day on Twitter or X or Facebook or Instagram. It seems like nobody's sitting back and watching an hour of television at 11 o'clock at night anymore. You're just watching the highlights the next day on your cell phone. Because who has time? You've got more important things to do than stay up late listening to more people who just hate on the president of the United States. 855-940-MARK is our number. Good riddance loser. He wrote a little bit more than that, but I don't want to. 855-940-MARK. He wrote, they could get a far more talented person who would also get better ratings for 5% of what they are paying this loser. That was the actual that was the actual quote. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Listen, we got to take a quick break. We got a fun-filled Friday for you, though. We've got some um, fake news Friday coming up. Oh, Hannah, remind me to tell you what happened while I was while I was coming in second place at the charity poker tournament yesterday. I talked to a lovely couple, and they had some comments about fake news Friday. Also, we have Weekend Review Trivia, which is on the way later today. And more of your phone calls, open mic messages, and more of the Mark K Show coming up. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. <laughs> uh, this is the Mark 
Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. By the way, we had so many people go to markk.com yesterday. M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E.com and download their copy, their free copy of the Catriot Manifesto. Seven ways to stop the lunatic left and have fun doing it. Because here at the Mark K Show, here's what we want. There's two things we want to do. We want to save the Republic and we want to have a blast every single time you tune in. If you're not having a blast, Every single time you tune in, then you need to uh, you need to call in and let us know, um, or you do just send Hannah an email. I'll give you her email address. Yesterday, by the way, at this uh, charity poker tournament that I was playing at, I sat down because you know it was as you progress, Hannah, they move you to different tables. Yep. And I was doing so well, they moved me to another table, and I sat down next to this guy. He goes, "Oh, you're Mark," and I said, "I am." And he said, "My wife and I listen to you uh, every Friday for Fake News Friday." And I said, really? And the wife came over. She's like, oh my God, hi, nice to meet you. And I said, nice to meet you. She goes, yes, I text them all the time. I say, it's time for Fake News Friday. Turn on the Mark K show. Oh, that's cute. And I go, great. They go, yeah, by the way, last week, those two contestants, I think there was something going on there. Something nefarious, right? Because the woman kept saying, possibly, possibly, and we think she may have been Googling. It took like 45 seconds. Yeah. So, and I said, and I said, thank God. I thought I was the only one that thought that, but they were like, no, 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 we're right there with you. So we're going to, are we instituting the time limit rule? I think a 10 second time limit. Yeah. But also we, here's the thing. We usually like to use the honor code here at the Mark K show. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work very well, apparently. Uh, but we, if you're playing any of our games ever, we ask that you not be Googling or binging, or especially not Google, because they'll just or bring duck, back- duck going. Yeah, but Google will bring back like uh, like uh, racist photos of, of uh, female <laughs> Asian popes and stuff like that. 855-940-MARK is our- I would avoid you against- I'd avoid you against Google all the yeah. time. 855 Don't go anywhere, folks. We've got more Mark K Show coming up right after this. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. If you wanted to see a real-life example of someone who is a gaslighter, just look at Nikki Haley. The fact that she's losing almost every primary race, but still comes out saying that she's winning. She's doubling down. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen again this week. Um, South Carolina is uh, tomorrow, and that's the primary that we all have been waiting for because we hope to God that it will put a, uh, you know, put an end to the Nikki Haley, I want to be presidential tour. And, you know, it's true. She's always claiming victory whenever she loses. And even the clip we played yesterday with Harris Faulkner, where she said, where she said, it's amazing. I haven't won any states. How do you win your first state? I mean, it's amazing to say I haven't won a state yet. I mean, it's not amazing. It's just a fact that you haven't won a state yet. But in Nikki Haley's mind, she's a winner. She's consistently winning, um, even though she's not winning. And tomorrow she's going to not win again. Because Lawrence from uh, from Fox and Friends was at the diner, because that's what they do. They were at the diner in South Carolina. He was at the beach. And he asked me, he did what they do. They do polls. They do the, they did, when Brian Kilmeade was here at Metro Diner years ago, he did a poll. Oh, and Lawrence is out now, now at the diners doing polls. He's, that's exactly what he's doing. Listen to the reaction in Nikki Haley's home state to Nikki Haley. Who is still undecided in this diner? Undecided. Who's going for Nikki Haley in the diner? And and who's going and who's going for former President Donald Trump? I mean, there were two claps for Nikki Haley, a lot of boos, and then everyone just screaming and yelling their head off uh, for former President Donald Trump in the primary tomorrow. And that's something that shouldn't be 
Shouldn't be surprising to anyone. Um, I'm curious. I think now we're not even watching. We are not even going to watch the primary this week to see what happens because we know what's going to happen. We're actually watching the primary this week to try to figure out what Nikki Haley is going to do next. And what Nikki Haley does next is anyone's guess. If any, if she were really worried or concerned about um, the uh, the future of her political career, if she had aspirations uh, for 2028 or some other office, maybe running for Senate somewhere or Congress, she would she would have put a plug in it already um, or stuck a fork in it already. She did not do any of that. And as a result, I feel like it may be damaging to her in the future. As far as Donald Trump is concerned, uh, he's he continues to not only eke out wins state by state in the primary, but build his lead in the very important states that are swing states, the very important states that are must-win states. The states in the Rust Belt, for example, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, uh, the states that went blue for some reason the last time around, like Georgia and Nevada, where Fox News called the race early before the polls even closed. These are all states that are must win for any candidate, and Donald Trump is leading in pretty much all of them. In Michigan, uh, there was a uh, an MSNBC reporter visibly shocked, visibly shocked by what she heard from these Joe Biden supporters who are not planning to support Joe Biden. And the reason they're not planning to support Joe Biden are, are many Yes, there's his obvious cognitive and physical decline. Yes, there's the problem with the uh, illegals coming across the border and the safety of the country. But there's also a big problem, they point out, with Joe Biden's stance on Israel. And when you are a pro-Palestinian left-wing supporter from Michigan, where there's a lot of pro-Palestinian people... There's a lot of there's a lot of Saginaw, Michigan, places like that. There's a lot of Arab uh, strongholds, and there's a lot of people that believe that what Israel is doing is committing genocide in Gaza. They believe that Israel is the devil. They believe that these are unnecessary deaths, and that Joe Biden is not only turning the other cheek but actively supporting Israel. And as a result, they are not going to actively support Joe Biden. And now they're telling MSNBC exactly why. Is there a pathway forward for you? with Biden? Oh, absolutely not. You cannot keep killing people with our money and just keep thinking that, oh, we are stupid enough to elect you again because we'll fall in line. We'll forget. How can you, how can, like, this is an insult to me as a voter. For you, Biden has a pathway forward. Okay, so she asked, the, she flat out asked that lady, hey, is there a pathway forward for Joe Biden? She said, absolutely not. How can you kill all these people? How can you aid and abet Israel in killing all these people and think I'm going to keep giving you more of my money to do it with? This is the dilemma that Joe Biden and the Democrats have. This is the corner they've painted themselves into by trying to be everything to every group. They are now realizing that they are nothing to anybody. By trying to please everybody all the time who they thought they could get votes from, they've just angered pretty much every group of individuals in the United States that they were trying to, to you know, string together into a victory. The Jewish people hate him because they think that he's pro-Palestinian and he's calling for a ceasefire. The pro-Palestinian people hate him because he's giving money to Israel and he's and he's saying we stand with Israel and he's calling Netanyahu all the time. Netanyahu doesn't like the guy because, well, Netanyahu loves Trump and Joe Biden did not. It, all of these different, when you play both sides of the fence, you're just going to get a pole stuck in your you-know-what. And it's not going to do well for you or your campaign. Here's another guy who said there's a path forward, but listen to what has to listen to what has to happen. Biden has a pathway forward. It's not and what saying, does that look like? That is him calling for a permanent and immediate ceasefire. The straightforward, simple answer for the Biden administration is push for a ceasefire, 
stop aiding Israel in their war crimes. And I guarantee you, there are enough people who would be willing to deal with it and vote for the man. It is. Okay, now this is another problem. Because if Joe Biden, again, because he's playing both sides of the aisle, if Joe Biden comes forward and says, we need a ceasefire, we need to, Israel's committing genocide, he loses the Jewish vote. And if he doesn't, he's going to lose the pro-Palestinian vote. And there's a lot of both of those people. And they're both right now fed up with Joe Biden and his wishy-washy waffle policies on the Middle East. In so many words, insane to me to have the Democratic Party and the Biden administration sit here and essentially say, if Trump happens, it's your fault. If you don't want a Trump presidency, then... Are you not worried about what he could do domestically yeah. to this country? I am, you know, it's like a vaccine. I'm willing to take short-term pain for a long-term gain. I'm willing to uh, uh, let go of Joe Biden and oppose Joe Biden, make him a one-term president, punish Joe Biden by making him a one-term president and pairing his loss with the genocide in Gaza. Okay, so here's another guy saying, look, I'll take the hit. I'll take the Donald Trump year. I'll take four more years of Trump. I'm willing to take a little bit of pain for long-term gain. And long-term gain is Joe Biden out of there. Long-term gain is Joe Biden out of there, Donald Trump in the White House. Domestically, maybe there'll be a problem. But what these people are saying without actually saying it is... I mean, think about this. These are Democrats. These are these are pro-Palestinian supporters. These are people who are are not fans of Israel. They think Israel are committing or Israelis are committing war crimes, and they are backing away from Joe Biden because not because they think Joe Biden doesn't support them, but because he knows Joe Biden can do nothing. What they know for a fact is that while Donald Trump may be pro-Israel, Donald Trump can bring peace back to the to the nation. Donald Trump can bring, bring peace back to the Middle East. He can stop Israel. He can broker deals. He can put his, his foot on the neck of Hamas and Hezbollah and ISIS and the Houthis and everyone else and get the region back to where it was when he was president. And they would rather take what they believe to be domestic pain with, if it means that they can have the if it means that they can have the the peace of mind of not having war in the Middle East anymore and not having Palestinians killed in this uh, in this war with Israel, I mean that is that is Joe Biden's own doing. That is Joe Biden and his weak policy, his lack of leadership. That is Joe Biden coming out and saying, "Well, Afghanistan is the Taliban," and then leaving eighty five billion dollars worth of weapons, and not to mention thirteen American soldiers were killed. And then there's all of those other American sympathizers who are back there getting brutalized by the Taliban. Everybody looked at Afghanistan and thought, "Oh, we could do whatever we want with this guy." Putin thought it. Xi Jinping thought it. Kim Jong-un probably thinks it. They're putting nukes in space. In the Middle East, the uh, Hamas thought it. That's why they started paragliding into Israel. And now the Houthis are bombing British warships and American de destroyers in the Red Sea. Everybody looked at Afghanistan and thought, well, this guy is the kind of guy, finally, we have weak leadership in the United States of America and we can do whatever he wants. And as a result, the people here in the United States who are more involved with or more concerned with what's going on in the Gaza Strip and in Israel and in Palestine, those people are looking toward Donald Trump to stop it, to say, just get us back to a place where there's no war. And if you can do that, we will take four years of whatever you're shoveling out here domestically. Here's the last one. 
Why does our democracy, why is having a Trump presidency more important than those people's lives? Yeah. Why is our democracy more important than thousands of men, women, and children being killed? Why is our democracy more important than those people's lives? She's talking about Palestinians in Gaza. This is a woman, an American voter, who voted for Joe Biden, who is now saying the thousands of lives in Gaza are not anywhere near as important as our democracy. She's willing to throw away the United States of America if it'll save lives. And she wants, she's like, look, Trump schmump. All, if Trump is going to be elected and if our democracy is going to be destroyed by Donald Trump, because we know that's what Donald Trump wants to do. Donald Trump wants to come back and he wants to be a dictator from day one. He's even said it. He said, I'm going to be a dictator on day one. He's going to sign all these executive orders. He's going to drill baby drill. He's going to go on a vengeance crusade. He's going to destroy democracy just like he tried to do on January the 6th, 2021. But you know what I say now? These are Biden voters. I say to hell with our democracy. What good is it anyway? Why should we have a democracy if thousands of people are dying in Gaza? So bring on Donald Trump as long as he stops the killing over there. If I were Donald Trump's campaign, I'd be releasing and I'd be like, okay, done. You vote for me, you walk away from Biden, and I will bring peace back to the Middle East. I'll stop the killing. I'll get Netanyahu on the phone. I'll figure out a peace accord. I'll get Hamas out of there for you. No problemo. What we did to General Soleimani in Iraq, we can do to all of these Hezbollah leaders. We can do to all the Hamas leaders. You think the Houthis are a problem for Donald Trump? They are absolutely not a problem for Donald Trump. He'll figure it out quickly. And now, as a result, he's getting people to turn their backs on Biden because they would rather have peace in the Middle East than a democracy here at home. And if they have a choice between Donald Trump, who they believe is going to destroy our democracy— and Joe Biden, who they believe will allow thousands of Palestinians to continue to get murdered by Israel, well, then that choice is clear. Give me Donald Trump, save the people in Palestine. It's wild. I never thought, I never thought we'd be here. That's just how bad a president Joe Biden is. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Oh, this is hilarious. Speaking of the end of democracy. There was a headline on the Drudge Report. As you know, CPAC is going on right now. The Conservative Political Action Committee is going on right now. Big, big gathering. I think it's a, are they in D.C.? Is that where they are? I think it's in D.C., right? I think so. Yeah, CPAC uh, so, uh, is in Washington, D.C. <laughs> no. No? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, I think it is. That's right. Um, they change it from time to I time. Know. But anyway, uh, so Jack Posobiec, from TPUSA. Jack Posobiec was at, at uh, CPAC, still is. I think he's about to speak or he's speaking now. But yesterday he was doing a little welcome to the crowd in front of the War Room set. War Room is a podcast that is hosted by Steve Bannon, former Trump um, advisor and uh, Democrat, you know, uh, he's basically a uh, most wanted list, uh, number one on the most wanted list by the Democrats. So Steve Bannon's there and he's doing his podcast and Jack Posobiec grabs the mic and Jack Posobiec says the following at the beginning of CPAC yesterday. Listen to this. Joe Biden blamed- nope, that's Janine Pirro. <laughs> uh, listen, here's Jack Posobiec. Listen carefully. Welcome. I just wanted to say, look, welcome to the end of democracy. 
<laughs> we are here to overthrow it completely. We didn't get all the way there on January 6th, but we will we, we will endeavor to, forget, to get rid of it and replace it with, with this right here. We'll replace it with this right, right. here. Amen. Amen. That's Steve Bannon. Amen. So he gets up and he goes, hey, welcome to CPAC. Uh, welcome to the end of democracy. He gets some laughs. He laughs. He's clearly, clearly he's mocking the propaganda that's being pushed by the left. They talk about CPAC. They talk about conservative organizations. They talk about political action committees. They talk about TPUSA. They talk about all of these organizations as if they are out there willing and working toward the end of democracy as we know it. They want to bring back Donald Trump so they can destroy America. That's exactly, they want, a, they want this tyrannical dictatorial society where Donald Trump rules with an iron fist and anything Donald Trump wants, he gets. And so he makes this joke, uh, welcoming people to CPAC, AKA the end of democracy. Welcome, I just wanted to say, look, welcome to the end of democracy. Okay, now, the left and the media that comprises most of the left wrote a headline on the Drudge Report. MAGA maniacs declare death to democracy. We didn't get all the way there on January 6th. Trump booster pledges to end democracy in CPAC rant as Bannon cheers on. And then they go into a whole big diatribe about how alt-right conspiracy theorist Jack Posobiec vowed to finish what rioters began on January 6th by working to overthrow democracy completely. Anybody, this is the front page. This is not a headline buried like, this was the headline. MAGA maniacs declare death to democracy in what is clearly a joke to welcome and warm up the crowd by Jack Posobiec. Welcome, I just wanted to say, look, welcome to the end of democracy. <laughs> we are here to overthrow it completely. We didn't get all the way there on January 6th, but- Yeah, that is, and now, of course, they're running. This is the same, This is very similar to something I used to do when uh, we did a couple of events, one with Don Jr. and Kaylee McEnany, Dan Bongino was there. And one of the jokes I used back during COVID was whenever we would go out on stage or whenever COVID was kind of like, you know, coming to a close, everyone was kind of realizing how weird it was and that we could all go back out and do events. I would get up on stage and I would say, welcome to whatever event this is, or as the Democrats call it, a super spreader. I remember that. Yeah, that joke was, that joke killed. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> that joke killed, it was a great joke. Very similar here. He's saying, hey, welcome to the end of democracy because it's a bunch of conservatives getting together to talk about electing Donald Trump. And they run with it as if Jack Posobiec is planning to overthrow democracy and he's upset that they didn't get it done on January 6th. Eight, five, and then people wonder why we call it fake news. 855-940-6275. I'm kidding, nobody wonders. They all know. Uh, <laughs> speaking of fake news, we got Fake News Friday coming up in about 30 minutes or so. Don't go anywhere, man. We are just getting warmed up. Your phone calls, your open mic messages, and more of the Mark K Show is on the way. Stay tuned. We will be right back. <laughs> Show. My name is Mark K855-940. Mark is our number, 855-940-6275. you so much for joining us today, folks. We are so excited that you did decide to join us. And uh, coming up, like I said, in about 30 minutes or so, we will uh, we'll be sharing with you some fake news Friday, your chance to win some free stuff, which is going to be really, it's going to be really, really fun and exciting. I hope fun and exciting for you. If it's not fun and exciting for you, well, it's fun and exciting for me, us. And that's all we're really, that's all we're really into. Uh, one other thing that we need to, a couple other things we need to mention. Um, J D Ron DeSantis is full, he's back in full Ron DeSantis governor of Florida mode. And I think he's done a great job of, of reigniting enthusiasm for him and the party because he's, he's where he needs to be at the time, I guess is the best way to put it. The, uh, Joe, um, 
Donald Trump is the front runner. He's the candidate. And by extracting himself from the competition early on, even after a victory, like Iowa was a victory for Ron DeSantis. He came in second when everyone thought he was going to come in third. And, and by doing that, by leaving when he was ahead and not putting a big target on his back, I think he may have actually saved and, in fact, enhanced his political future with the Republican Party. We'll get to some of that here in just a minute. Plus, a bunch of Democrats are saving up money in case they need to leave the country after Donald Trump wins re-election. We'll get to that in a minute. Don't go anywhere. More Marquee shows next. Where entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275 is our number. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We uh, we really appreciate you being here. It is it is Friday today, and we are so stoked that you've decided to uh, take some time, you know, at the end of your week to jo to join us and listen. We're gonna we're gonna reward you hopefully here in just a minute with some um, fake news Friday, which is uh, it, it's a very very uh, good. I was just looking over some of our headlines. It is more and more difficult. I'm telling you, every week, every week it's tougher and tougher to figure out what the real news headlines are and what the fake news headlines are and i can only i can only imagine that's uh it doing part to the proximity we have to the upcoming campaign 855-940-MARK is our number 855-940-6275 here's a headline that we're not using and i'm going to be honest with you i thought maybe we i thought at first it was fake news i thought maybe we were someone had sent me this you or uh, you hannah or adam to say hey maybe we should do this for friday this is not fake news. This is real news. And I'm going to read you the headline because I think that it bodes well for the Donald Trump campaign. Uh, the headline, it's from NBC News. It says, fight or flight. Fearful Trump critics weigh the risk of retribution if he's reelected. Some are considering leaving the country if Trump returns to the White House or saving money to handle the expected legal costs. This is great. All of the people who stood up against Trump and went to court against Trump, all of the people who attacked Donald Trump, all of the people who helped spread Russian collusion lies about Donald Trump, all of those folks now are scared for their lives. They believe there will be some kind of legal retribution uh, when and if Donald Trump becomes president. Again, they believe that they'll become the subjects of, of uh, the Department of Justice investigations, that they'll be sued or hauled into court, or that they'll have to go testify in front of the House of Representatives over and over and over again. So they're saving up. They're starting, instead of a Christmas club, they're starting up a, a Trump retribution club. They're taking a portion of their paycheck and they're saving it for a rainy day, the rainy day being November the 5th. Because if Donald Trump wins, there's a whole lot of these folks that just stabbed him right in the back who think that he's going to he's going to come after them. One of them is Alexander Vindman. Do you remember Alexander Vindman? No. He was the retired lieutenant colonel uh, who was one of the first to come out. And um, and I guess he would I guess you could say he was a witness against Donald Trump in his first impeachment. He had glasses and he was kind of smarmy looking and people you know, heralded him as a hero. Well, he and his wife. Uh, are are planning, they're, they're saving up, they've got a Trump legal defense fund because they believe as one of the key witnesses who came forward and as one of the people who testified against Donald Trump in his first failed impeachment, uh, they believe that they are targeted. Listen to this, Alexander Vindman's wife, Rachel, turns 50 next month. Happy birthday. But rather than spend money on a party, she wants to save it. 
in case Trump returns to the White House and tries to retaliate against her husband for being a key witness in Trump's first impeachment. Alexander Vindman said in an interview, the family might need the money in case they have to flee the country. Now, <laughs> let me ask you, this is an interesting question to me because I too, like Alexander Vindman's wife, uh, Rachel, am turning 50 this year. I'm much later in the year, so she's older than I am. Uh, but I'm turning 50 in October. She's turning 50 next month. And she says rather than spend the money on a party, she wants to save the money because they think Donald Trump might retaliate against, about, against them. And they need the money to flee, take the whole family to another country. How much money were they planning to spend on this 50th birthday party? That they could use it to just relocate their whole family internationally? I imagine that takes a lot of a lot of scratch. I mean, if I spend 500 bucks on my birthday, I'd be shocked. Really? I mean, you know, the guest list gets smaller and smaller. That's true. Okay. <laughs> we, we used to, we, when I turned 40, we had this grand party down at the beach. Yeah. And we invited everybody we knew, all of our friends, all of our relatives. We had, My parents were both there, which is weird because they don't usually like to be in the same room um, with each other, even though it was a large room. We had you know, people from work that were all, I mean, our coworkers. It was wild. <laughs> I, it was really, it was like a hundred or so people. That's wow. when we kicked off our K's kids. Yeah. It was, I turned 40 and I said, don't bring any gifts. We want to start a charity. We want to start K's kids. So in lieu of a gift, just bring a donation. And we raised enough money um, at that party to kick off our very first, it was the 12 iPads of Christmas way back then because nobody had an iPad. Everyone wanted an iPad. So we got the kids iPads. Um, now it's kind of, you know, morphed and, and organically grown into what it is today. But uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, if I had a party, who would I invite? Maybe Hannah. Aw. You know, <laughs> maybe Hannah's mom. She's pretty great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe in the, maybe I'd actually reverse the order. Hannah's mom and then Hannah. Hannah's mom and then, well, That's alphabetically fair. too, it works out that way. <laughs> uh, but I was like, yeah, so we're thinking we're going to have something a little bit more low key. But the Vindemans, they're canceling their party because they may need the money. Because they believe if Donald Trump gets elected, they're coming after them. And they're going to need the money to either fight him in court or relocate to another country where there's no extradition, uh, extradition treaty for whatever it is Donald Trump's going to charge him with. This is not only paranoid. This is not only... I mean, a little egocentric. Like, Alexander Vindman and his wife, Rachel, believe that if Donald Trump gets reelected for four more years, with the economy where it is, with our oil industry where it is, with the problems we have at the border, with the crime just running rampant, with the Putin trying to put nukes in space, with all-out war erupting in the Middle East, these people are so self-centered to think that the first thing Donald Trump's going to do is come after them. Two people that when you asked Hannah, who works in the news industry, who are they? She said, I don't know. I mean, this is, that's the egomaniacal uh, vein that runs through the Democrat Party. Also, the reason, think about this, the reason that Democrats are so fearful of Donald Trump and his vindictiveness, the reason they feel like Donald Trump is going to come into office and sick the DOJ and the FBI on them and drain their bank accounts and force them to sell their homes and make them flee the country in fear of their lives and cancel their wives' 50th birthday parties, the reason they believe he would do that is because that's exactly what they do. That's what they do. That's their M.O. The Democrats do that to their political adversaries. Why wouldn't Donald Trump do the same to their, to his? They look around and go, well, if, with, if the shoe were on the other foot, and it has been for years, 
we would just bury them alive in legal bills. We'd come up with bogus claims and, and indictments, and we'd 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 make uh, these ridiculous fraud claims where there's no victims, and then we'd we'd try to bankrupt them so they couldn't run for office. That's what we would do. So if the shoes on the other foot, obviously, if the golden Trump sneakers on the other foot, obviously he's going to do that to us. So, honey, I'm sorry, no birthday party this year. It tells you a lot about the Democrat mentality. The Vindmans aren't alone. Interviews with more than a dozen people who've run afoul of Trump for various reasons reveal deep worry among many that he will seek revenge if he wins another term. They are considering ways to protect themselves should he use the office's vast powers to punish them over grievances that he's been nursing. Fearful of being hounded by investigators, prosecuted, or stripped of their livelihoods, some are planning to leave the country if Trump is sworn in. I feel like we've heard that one before. I feel like there was a whole slew, a whole list of, of celebrities, supposed celebrities, Whoopi Goldberg on the top of that list, Rosie O'Donnell, I remember Raven Simone, all these folks said they were going to leave the country if Donald Trump got elected, not because he, they were worried about retribution, just because they thought somehow it would sway voters. Like Raven Simone leaving and moving to Canada would sway voters to not support uh, Donald Trump. Um, others are consulting attorneys or setting aside money to fight back in case they're targeted either by Trump's administration or by his Republican allies in Congress. Listen to this. This is my favorite part of this whole article. A natural assumption <laughs> would be that the targets of Trump's ire are Democrats or political rivals who tried to beat him at the ballot box. A natural assumption. Yeah, if you're a Democrat, if you're Joe Biden, a natural assumption would be that you go after the people who tried to beat you at the ballot box to make sure they can't do it again. It's a natural assumption by the NBC News reporter who wrote this, Peter Nicholas, he's naturally assuming, you know what I would do? If I won an election, the first thing I would do as a Democrat is I would go after the people that tried to run against me. I would teach them a lesson. You think this is a democracy? Huh. Democrats, uh, history shows there are all sorts of ways to leave Trump aggrieved, and some who feel they're in jeopardy work directly with him or believed in his agenda. Once snugly inside Trump's orbit, they may have provoked him by doing their jobs as they understood them or speaking candidly about what they considered his failings. Now they're outside and largely on their own. Stephanie Grisham. Hannah, do you remember Stephanie Grisham? That name is very familiar. Yeah, but you don't really know her, do you? No. Yeah, she was the press secretary in Donald Trump's White House for like a minute. Oh. Like five seconds, this woman was press secretary. She wrote a book about her experience and has become a sharp critic of the former president. Oh, her. She said that she and some of her former colleagues are part of a text chain... In which, in a bit of gallows humor, they've discussed moving to countries with non-extradition treaties in the event Trump comes back. It's terrifying, she said. Well, okay, why write the book? Why would you write a book? Why would you make your living off of Donald Trump and spilling secrets and telling tales, whether they were true or untrue or whether there was, uh, you know, all kinds of allegory in it? I mean, whatever it was, you made a buck off of this guy. And now you're scared that you're going to seek his retribution. You could have just gone away and gotten a job. You didn't do that. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think there's more in store for America than Donald Trump seeking to uh, take on Stephanie Grisham, former White House press secretary and book author for things that she may or may not have written about him. Again, this is how egomaniacal a lot of these folks are. This is what a lot of these people believe. And it's not 
it's not oh, look it's not donald trump's thing donald trump was asked about retribution the other day at his town hall by Laura Ingram. Here's what he said. I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually, usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, my revenge will be success. <laughs> my revenge will be success. Successfully shutting down the border. Successfully drilling for oil. Successfully uh, reigniting our economy. Successfully bringing down inflation. Successfully creating a, uh, an era of, of law and order successfully getting rid of and deporting the massive deportation event that he's been touting where millions of illegal immigrants will be sent home. Success by bringing peace back to the Middle East, something he's done before and been nominated by uh, for the Nobel, by uh, various people for Nobel Peace Prizes for. Uh, success at stopping Putin and ending the war in Ukraine. Success for by keeping China under wraps. Success by getting rid of terrorists, by keeping the Taliban at bay. Getting those folks in the in Afghanistan out who are who have been waiting diligently, patiently for Joe Biden to do anything to help them. Uh, Joe Biden has done zero, absolutely nothing, nothing to help him. These are all the things that Donald Trump has to do. He doesn't have time. He doesn't have time to go after Stephanie Grisham. He doesn't have to go have time to go after Alexander Vindman. Let's be honest. There's so many people that that did dirty to Donald Trump. He doesn't actually have time to do uh, to do anything vengeful to any of them because he's got the country to fix. I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, my revenge will be success. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. Eric is in Edgewater, Florida. Hi, Eric. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Every day it's getting greater to be a K3, Mark. Hey, hey salute. What's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say today, Eric? Um, I just turned 60, and I cashed in my 401k and paid off all my credit cards, and I'm going to put aside $500, not for his legal fee, but I will donate to Vinman's moving fee, whatever it costs, he wants to go to Australia. I got five hundred dollars. But here's why you were why you were talking, Mark. I thought about this. What makes these people think that they're going to be so welcome? Because the rest of the world doesn't have our media, and they know a dirt bag. And like I know a lot of Hispanic people that are saying the people coming over the border, they're escaping socialism. They know Joe Biden's a socialist. They're not going to vote for Democrats. They know what makes Vinman think or share or. Sunny, what a sunny Huston. What makes them think they're going to be so welcome? They should smell themselves. Yeah, you know, you know, that's a, it's a great point you bring up, Eric. And in fact, what they, what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of these other countries, a lot of the rest of the world, is also changing. You have world leaders that are more and more Trump-like. By the day, you have world leaders that are emulating what Donald Trump did in their own countries, that are creating positive change, that are fighting back against the new world order, that are that are making their countries great again. And one of them is the uh, the president of El Salvador, Bukele. And he was actually invited to speak at CPAC. And listening to what he said at CPAC should be a warning to Democrats everywhere who believe that Joe Biden's America is the right path forward for America. We'll get to that in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Quick break. Stay tuned. More Mark K Show next. This is the Mark 
Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940. Mark is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We really uh, we really do appreciate it. We just mentioned earlier how there are... Uh, we had a guy call in and say, hey, uh, are all these people that are fleeing the country, Vindman and, and everybody else, are they even going to be welcome in these new countries? And what people don't realize is that a lot of these new countries are starting to look at the United States of America. They're looking at what's going on with Donald Trump. And they are saying, hey, you know what? That's not actually a bad idea. We should probably emulate that. We should probably do something similar and elect uh, officials who are similar. And the president of El Salvador is a guy named President Bukele. And he was at CPAC. And he's, he's a lot like Mele from uh, Argentina. This is a guy who took El Salvador, which was one of the most dangerous countries, locked up all the criminals, which is a weird thing to think about, especially if you live in the United States of America, and made it a, a I mean, saved the economy, made it a safer place to live, made it a safer place for people. Um, he's been accused of being a, a, a tyrant by taking gangs off the street and putting them away in prison for the rest of their lives. But at the at the end of the day, you know what's happening is you have people who are interested in coming to visit El Salvador, coming to visit El Salvador, and oh yes, they're bringing their money with them. And he's saying this is something that more other countries need to be aware of. This is something other countries can emulate. If the police was created to bring law and order, let them bring law and order. If the judicial system was created to bring justice, let them bring justice. Let them protect their purpose at all costs. Same goes with the press. Let them be free. A democracy needs a free press. But to enjoy that membership, you must adhere to their duty as a reporter. Report the facts. Don't be a puppet of those who finance you. Yeah. Don't be a puppet of those who finance you. Report the facts. He's saying, look, if you're going to have police, let them police. If you're going to have a justice department, let them bring justice. And if you're going to have media, let them report the facts. That's how a democracy can survive. That's the only way a democracy can survive. We'll have more of that. We'll have some fake news Friday coming up here in just a minute. 855-940-MARK. Don't go anywhere, folks. Uh, more Mark K Show next. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thank you so much for joining us today, folks. Man, we're so excited that you're here. Listen, if you want to play Fake News Friday, it's next on the agenda. Fake News Friday. Uh, just give us a buzz. 855-940-MARK, and we'll line you up as a contestant. Before we get to that, though, uh, one thing I wanted to share with you was another a couple of clips from this President, uh, President Bukele who came in from El Salvador to CPAC because he created a, he created a government in El Salvador, which is a law and order government in a place that was overrun with, well, global elitists who wanted to take control. And he was invited to CPAC because CPAC, their motto this year is uh, where globalism goes to die. They say globalism comes to die at CPAC. I'm here to tell you that in El Salvador, it's already dead. Mm. And then he had a warning to the rest of us as we head into our election year. But if you want globalism to die here too, you must be willing to unapologetically fight against everything and everyone that stands for it. Fight for your freedoms, fight for your rights. 
The next president of the United States must not only win an election, he must have the vision, the will, and the courage to do whatever it takes. And above all, he must be able to identify the underlying forces that will conspire him, that will conspire against him. These dark forces are already taking over your country. Mm, and then he goes in to talk about some of the darker forces who are uninvited, unelected, people like, oh, I don't know, George Soros and his son Alex? They don't have a democratic mandate. If they want a seat in the table, they should run for office. Let the people vote. It will not be a pretty sight for them. Mm. And he's basically saying that in the United States of America, and in a lot of countries, but basically here in the United States of America, there are rich people. There are these, these uh, you know, special interest groups, these billionaires with an agenda. All of these folks are out there, and what they're doing is they are influencing our political system and they don't even have a they don't even get elected they're not even on, a, on the ballot you have all of these folks who are crucial to the way our democracy is run and the way our republic is run and the way our decisions are being made they are they are pouring money at the elected officials they are they are changing your life many times for the worse in favor of padding their own pockets and as a result what they're doing is they're just taking advantage of a system that they haven't even been, been asked to be a part of if they want a seat at the table, he says, let them run for office. 855-940-MARK is our number. Man, wouldn't that be a great thing? 855-940-6275. Y'all ready for some fake news Friday? Yeah. This just in, it's fake news Friday. Fake News Friday. We got a couple contestants on the line. And then what we're going to do is we're going to quiz your fake news, real news savvy. We're going to see if you can correctly identify the fake news headlines from the real news headlines. And whoever gets the most right wins today a Mark K. Show prize pack, which is which is always, always a coveted, uh, coveted item for whomever. I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what your politics are. Everybody loves them. A Mark K. Show prize pack. Let's meet our contestants, shall we, Hannah? Let's do it. First up we have from Jacksonville, Florida. Kathy's on the line. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm great, Mark. How are you? Oh, doing very well, Kathy. Thanks so much for asking. Uh, Kathy, are you ready to play some fake news Friday today? I am. All right. I'm I am. All right. I'm listening. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you can tell the difference between the two. You will be playing against, is it HF? Yeah, well, Adam wouldn't let me use my call sign. I'm Commander MAGA from Getter. Oh, all right. Yeah, we'll go with, yeah, we'll go with, I mean, okay, that's fine. We'll go with HF. I like okay. uh, like uh, HF. Thanks so much for being here, Commander Maga. Kathy, thank you so much for being here. Here's what we're gonna do, folks. We are going to uh, we're going to give you these headlines one at a time, and then all you have to do, like I said, is tell us if it's real news or fake news. If you get it right, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. Uh, any questions before we begin? Nope. No. All right, perfect, Kathy. Here we go. Listen carefully. Here is your first fake news Friday headline. Joe Biden signs exclusive deal with Hoka sneakers for signature orthopedic shoe called Air Force One Stairs. <laughs> oh, boy. That, that's fake news. Joe Biden signs exclusive deal with Hoka sneakers for signature orthopedic shoe called Air Force One Stairs. You think that's real news or fake news? It's fake news. Fake news. And then Nelly could write a rap song about it. 
My Air Force One <laughs> stairs. Yeah, that is uh, that is fake news. Oh, that fake news. Although we know that he wears Hoka sneakers, and we know that when he doesn't wear the Hoka sneakers, he trips. He's slippy slippy. Yeah, he slippy slides. Yeah. All right, uh, HF, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Listen carefully. Here is your first one. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. With his city running out of space... New York Mayor Eric Adams plans to buy illegals Apple Vision Pro headsets so they can live in virtual five-star hotels. <laughs> uh, I think any hotel that uh, the illegals move into instantly becomes a one-star hotel, but mm. I'm going to say that that's fake news. With the city running out of space, uh, Mayor, New York Adams, uh, Mayor of New York uh, Eric Adams claims he's going to buy illegals Apple Vision Pro headsets so they can live in virtual five-star hotels. You believe that headline to be fake news. Is that correct? That's correct. That, fake news. That is fake news. You, you are fake news. news. Very nice. You guys, are, you guys are tearing this game apart so far. <laughs> Nicely done. Kathy, are you ready for your next one? Yes. Here we go. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Parenting advice influencer has been jailed for child abuse. Parenting advice social media influencer has been jailed for child abuse. Is that real news or is that fake news? I would say that's real news. You would say that's real news? Yes. Yeah, you got to watch out what you see on the internet. Half that stuff's just fake. Um, but that is uh, real news. Nicely done. A mother of six from Utah who gave parenting tips via a popular blog called Eight Passengers uh, was charged with four counts of aggravated child abuse. Mm. So that's about, I probably don't follow. That's a sad, I feel like that's a sad story. Well, I mean, she got a point for it, but yes, it's very sad. Don't follow that blog anymore. I wouldn't take that advice. Yeah. Uh, advice from her. Uh, all right. Good job. HF, are you ready for your next one? Ready. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. <laughs> Comedian John Oliver offers to pay Clarence Thomas $1 million a year if he resigns from the Supreme Court. Wow. Comedian John Oliver offers to pay Clarence Thomas $1 million a year if he resigns from the Supreme Court. Is that real news or is that fake news? You know, that one, that one actually sounds believable. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's real. You don't watch John Oliver, do you? No. No, yeah, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people that do. Uh, that is real news. Wow. Yeah, late night talk show host John Oliver has offered to pay Clarence Thomas $1 million annually and give him a $2 million tour bus because, you know, he's like a Winnebago guy. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If he uh, if he resigns from the U.S. Supreme Court, he made the proposal on Sunday's show. Yeah, Clarence Thomas likes to stop at Walmart's and camp overnight with his wife. That sounds fun. Yeah, but this, you know, the Secret Service is like, uh, Mr. Supreme Court Justice, we just don't feel that safe. And I was like, he's I a conservative. Let him live his life. Street from Clarence Thomas. Oh, did you really? Yeah, in oh. uh, Haymarket, Virginia, when he was appointed. Wow. Did he have a big RV in his uh, front yard? No. <laughs> no, I guess, I guess he kept it. I guess he kept it elsewhere. All right, good job. You got yourself another point. We are all tied up. Kathy, are you ready for your next headline? Yes. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. AT&T. AT&T is reporting the massive outage yesterday was caused by millions of Swifties posting pics of Taylor and Travis going to the zoo at the same time. <laughs> um. AT&T. 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, AT&T reporting massive outage was caused by millions of Swifties posting pics of Taylor and Travis going to the zoo together at the same exact time. Is that real news or fake news? <laughs> it's fake news. They did go to the zoo together, and I saw a lot of photos of it. But yes, I believe... Uh, I don't think that's what comes. Oh, that fake news. They're saying solar flare, which I feel like. I, mean, I thought, okay. Solar flare to me just sounds like a catch-all for, you know, we don't want to tell you the truth. Mm. Like, you know, was that an alien? Nope, solar flare. I think <laughs> uh, all right, Kathy, you have three points. HF, you can tie it up with this one. Are you ready? I am ready. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. <laughs> New study shows... 10 out of 10 babies prefer female boobs. Who <laughs> uh, do I? Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to say that that's fake news. New study shows 10 out of 10 babies prefer female boobs. You believe that is uh, fake news? Yeah, I'm going to go with Trump. Ah, oh, that's fake news. Ah, oh, that's fake news. Oh, yeah. They didn't do a study like that because they know the answer and they don't want to know the answer. Yeah. Nicely right. done. Very good. Very good. Have you ever, has your husband, by the way, ever tried to breastfeed your child? No. Oh, he what? hasn't? Oh, Why would he try to breastfeed? Just, you know, to see what happens. Ew, no, that's weird. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, never mind then. 855. Oh, wait, I don't need to give the phone number. We already have contestants. <laughs> Kathy, we're all tied up. Are you ready for your next one? Yes. All right, listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Magician claims a Democrat operative paid him to make fake Biden robocalls. Abracadabra. Is that real news <laughs> or is that fake news? Uh, I'm going to say it's fake. A magician claims a Democrat operative paid him to make a fake Biden robocall. You believe that is fake news? Yes. That is real news. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. A, a New Orleans magician... Um, said a Democratic consultant who worked for a rival presidential campaign paid him to use AI to impersonate President Joe Biden for a robocall that is now at the center of a multi-state law enforcement investigation. Call logs and Venmo transactions were shared with NBC News. Uh, we'll see what happens. All right, no points awarded there. Um, HF, back to you. Are you ready? I was born ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Listen carefully. Daycare in Georgia now costs more than college tuition. Is that real news or is that fake news? Daycare wow. in Georgia. You're me some hard ones today. Oh, I'm gonna come. Say that that, <laughs> I'm going to say that that one's real. Because that's real news. Daycare in Georgia now costs more than college tuition. It's because in Georgia, there's more competition for daycare than college. Oh, God. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize to all of our Georgia listeners. Um, what did you say that was? I totally forgot. I was so intent on making my joke. You said that was real news or fake news? I think it's real. That is real. Oh. A new report from the Economic Policy Institute shows Georgia joins nearly three dozen other states where childcare is now more expensive than some college tuition. According to their numbers, parents in the Peach State spend an average of $8,500 a year on childcare per child. That comes out to more than $700 per month. Nicely done. You got yourself You got yourself a point. All right, Kathy, are you ready? I am ready. Here we go. You need this one to stay alive. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. 
job seekers get concerned when Boeing lists job opening for, quote, guy who knows how to keep wings on planes. Job seekers express concern when Boeing lists a job opening for, quote, guy who knows how to keep wings on planes. Is that real news or is that fake news? I'm going to say that's fake news. They've had some trouble. They've had some trouble with that in the past. Uh, but that is uh, from the Babylon Bee. Fake news. You are fake news. By the way, let me also take this time to point out that the study shows 10 out of 10 babies prefer female boobs was also from the Babylon Bee. So we want to make good sure job, we credit them. Blankets, yeah. Man. All right. Which means, Kathy, you've tied it up. HF, if you get this one right, you win. Are you ready? I'm ready. Now, wait a minute. Um, are you going to flip the coin or something like that if we tie, or do we both get prizes? No, I we have a new rule now. We have a new rule because times are tight, man. So if you tie, nobody gets anything. Uh, so, <laughs> ah, that's fake news. Okay, it, yeah. It would, it would behoove you to win this game. Here we go. There we go. All right, listen carefully. Here's your final headline of the day. After the incredible success of the Golden Trump sneakers... Ben Shapiro plans to sell golden Daily Wire yarmulkes. <laughs> uh, that would be funny, but it's fake news. After the success of the Golden Trump sneakers, Ben Shapiro plans to sell Daily Wire golden yarmulkes. You believe that to be fake news? I do. That is fake news. Oh, that's oh, fake that news. Really Which means with a score of four to three, congratulations, <laughs> Nicely done. You are our big winner today. Hang on one second. We're going to put you back on hold for a minute. Kathy, you did a great job as well. Uh, thanks to the Babylon Bee for their participation, even though they didn't really they didn't know what you were saying. Everybody else, quick break. More Marcasia's coming up. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Mark is our number, 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. Great job, by the way. Great round of uh, Fake News Friday. Really enjoyed that. And I told you, I hope that uh, Michael and his wife, who I met yesterday at the poker tournament, enjoyed that because, like I said, that's like their little date. They're always separated. They Like, he's at work, she's at work, whatever. But you know, she, they always get together and listen to Fake News Friday wherever they are. So I, at least we're bringing couples back together, which is awesome. One thing, by the way, that uh, when you make it to the final table at, at these poker tournaments, and we do it for our K's Kids tournament as well, and we, last night when I was at the uh, Jacksonville Children's Course tournament, they the final table is televised. They have, at Best Bet here in Jacksonville, it's one of those digital tables and the cards have little RFID chips in them, so when you put your cards on the table, they can read what the cards are and the people watching can kind of follow along. And it makes it great for the players because then, like, later on, I can go back and I can watch to see, did I make the right decision? Should I have done something wrong? Should I have raised more? Should I have folded? Where, what, you know, what did they, you can see what the other people actually had. It's a lot of, it's really great. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, wouldn't this be great to have in real life? <laughs> Like you could, wouldn't it be great if you could go back and like say, oh, what? let me go back and watch what just happened so that I can see what happened. And we could do that with, let's say, oh, I don't know, elections, you know, things like that. Uh, we could do that with like the instances in history. Um, unfortunately, not everything's. Not everything's televised that way. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940. Ron DeSantis might have been, it might have come in handy for Ron DeSantis, who could have gone back and said, where did I go wrong? Probably leaving the state of Florida after just getting reelected by a landslide six months prior and uh, going to run for president against one of the most popular presidents in history may have been it. 
But again, I, I, you can you can maybe if you could go back and watch, it, you could pinpoint the exact uh, problem. The thing about Ron DeSantis is, I think that he's starting to do things that are putting him right back on track, and he's do he's gonna he's about to do something. Something happened here in the state of Florida yesterday, which has national repercussions for the upcoming election, and uh, and Ron DeSantis, this is going to put him back on the national map as something that we all know and love him for, and that is being one of the best governors this state and this country has ever had. And if he continues to do this over and over again, I firmly believe he can get back into the race for 2028, depending on one thing. There's only one thing that this depends on, whether or not uh, Ron DeSantis has political capital going into 2028's presidential election. And I'll tell you what that is next. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. Uh, CPAC going on right now, which is very exciting because it means we're going to get a lot of audio for Monday, which we're, which we're totally stoked about. Uh, also, um, coming up next week, we have Congressman Mike Walt. What day is he coming in, Hannah, supposedly? Let me look at the calendar. I'll yeah, okay. down on there. Yeah, I think it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday or Thursday. Yeah, I think it's Tuesday. <laughs> We're going to, and we'll chit chat with him. He's been all over the place because there's been a lot going on with his committees and his military and that kind of thing. He's back in town um, and he's going to be swinging into the studio. So that's very exciting. Uh, we'll, uh, we always look forward to sitting down and chit, -chat, chit chatting with Congressman Mike Waltz uh, Tuesday right Tuesday, here on the Mark Show. What time? 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central Time. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk a little bit. You know, Mike Waltz, he took over in uh, District 6 in Florida when Ron DeSantis became governor. And Ron DeSantis has done something now that I think is is it's interesting what he's been doing since he since he got back from his presidential bid is he's really done a great job of putting it all in the past he cut ties really quickly with the presidential ambitions he came in and said you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna endorse donald trump and then i'm just gonna go away he's gonna go back to work he has already started to um He's already started to work diligently on this constitutional amendment for term limits, which has always been a pet project of his. And now he's going after something that is uh, that is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, especially conservatives. And that is the Jeffrey Epstein documentation. Uh, there was legislation that was passed unanimously in the House and the Senate here in Florida that would unveil or that would make public Jeffrey Epstein court documents from the Palm Beach Post. Legislation designed to release secret transcripts of a 2006 Palm Beach County grand jury that considered charges against Jeffrey Epstein passed the Florida Senate unanimously Wednesday and Governor DeSantis said he will sign them into law. All files related to Jeffrey Epstein's criminal activity should be made public, DeSantis said on X. Uh, the measure, however, will not be necessary when a judge in a Palm Beach Post lawsuit files follows a nine-month-old appeals court order to review, redact, and release the material. The bill was sponsored by Boca Raton legislators Senator Tina Polsky and Representative Peggy Gossett-Seaman. So now uh, what's going to happen is on July 1st, these documents will be made public. This has been my goal from the beginning to find a way for the grand jury records to be released so Jeffrey Epstein's victims and our community can get the answers they deserve. That was from uh, Senator Abruzzo, who released that in a statement. Ron DeSantis has also urged the Joe Biden administration to release 
any federal documents and federal documentation they may have on Jeffrey Epstein, on his illegal acts and illicit acts, on any of the grand jury subpoenas and investigations and witness reports and client lists and all those other things that uh, that have been, you know, milling around in the back channels of the intelligence community, but that the public has not been privy to because we believe it would do a lot of political damage to a lot of powerful political people. And the last thing powerful political people want is political damage being done to them by their own kind. And so Joe Biden has kept them all hushed, hush, hushed. And, uh, and what Ron DeSantis is actually doing here is he's going back to basics. He's saying, look, what is important to my voters? What is important to Republicans? What is important to the United States of America? Well, draining the swamp, clearing out the deep state, making sure that criminals and people that are, are up to no good, making sure those people are brought to justice and making sure that there is transparency. You know, people that are people that are anti-big government are anti-big government because they don't trust big government because big government has never done anything that they should trust them for. Therefore, transparency is key. And when you hide things like this or redact materials or refuse to release to the public things that people believe are part of the public information system, then you basically are bolstering the claim that the government has something to hide. And therefore, you are driving a wedge between the public and the government uh, even further and further. And Ron DeSantis is saying, look, that's, that, that ends with me. Uh, the term limits bill is another thing that is a sweetheart deal for conservatives. Conservatives believe that the only way to keep America from being corrupted or as easily corrupted as it has been is through term limits. The longer you're in Washington, D.C., and we've seen this with so many politicians. We've seen it with Mitch McConnell. We've seen it with with what's a Schumer. We've seen it with Joe Biden. We've seen it with everybody. Nancy Pelosi. The longer you stay in office, the more you become addicted to the money and the greed and the status and the power that people in Washington D.C. are handed almost immediately. Like as soon as you get off the plane, there's someone ready, willing, and able to to suck you in, sink their teeth into you, and keep feeding you whatever drug you need to keep voting their way uh, until your dying day or until you get primaried. And, and that's something that Ron DeSantis says is a problem. It was a problem when he was in Congress. It was a problem. It's a problem now. It hasn't gotten any better. And a lot of people would say, hey, look at what's going on in the Republican Party in the House of Representatives. It may actually be getting worse. Look at Nikki Haley and her ties to the military-industrial complex and how rich she's gotten. And look what happened to her political career as a result. Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis and Tim Scott have, and Donald Trump have all attacked her for it. How did she get so rich when she was so poor? Hmm. Maybe it had something to do with all that power and influence she was given by Donald Trump. Well, when you look at the things now, when you look at what's going on in the world today, you start to see that term limits is a really popular idea. And wouldn't it be great if a governor could, could spearhead a national initiative for term limits that passed? Wouldn't that really propel him to national superstardom in the Republican Party and put him in a, a really great position to be a, a political player in 2028? And I think Ron DeSantis, by going back to basics, by coming back to Florida, by coming back to a conservative state and ruling as a conservative governor and doing things that conservatives like and attracting more conservatives and really creating more conservatives, because that's what in his first four years he was able to do. The reason Ron DeSantis won in a landslide is because he created so many more conservatives. People that voted for Charlie Crist as a Democrat said that was dumb. 
I should really vote for Ron DeSantis. He's doing great things. People who, Democrats who moved down here from, from New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Connecticut and all these other, Washington, D.C., even they came to Florida and they left their politics behind and they said, we're coming to Florida for a better way of life. And one of those better ways of life means we have to vote for Republicans instead of Democrats. And that's what they're doing. And so he was able to create an atmosphere where conservative, uh, conservatism works and is more palatable to people and in doing so has solidified his power base. And when you look at what happened in the last election, that is why, that is why we had such a mandate from the voters here in Florida. So if he continues to do that for the next three years while he's, he's you know, ending his, uh, his final term as governor, he could really position himself in 2028 to be the political uh, primary contender and take on whoever the Democrats put up to be president. Because if Joe Biden loses, it won't be Joe Biden. And if Joe Biden wins, he'll be term limited out. Also, the country will probably cease to exist and we probably won't have elections if Joe Biden wins. But that's a story for another day. There's only one thing... There's only one thing that's standing in Ron DeSantis's way, and it's not Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is doing the opposite. Nikki Haley, instead of bowing out early and trying to save her political life, uh, is burning all her political capital up by hanging into the race past South Carolina. She's getting, she's getting trounced by the media. She's getting trounced by other conservatives. She has a huge target on her back in the Republican Party, and she's being, I mean, she's being bandied about with Democrats because Democrats are donating to her campaign and voting for her in places like Iowa. So being a Republican or conservative candidate is way out of the realm of possibility for her in any upcoming election. That was a choice she made. She had to gamble. She doubled down on 2024. It's not going to work. Ron DeSantis, however, pulled back his chips and said, I'll come back to the table in a few years. But again, the only person standing in his way is the person that Donald Trump chooses to be the vice president. Because in four years, that person will be the natural selection for the Republican primary candidate to face the Democrat in the general. In four years, whomever Donald Trump chooses this year to be his running mate, whether it's Tim Scott, whether it's Vivek Ramaswamy, whether it's uh, I don't know, Carrie Lake, whether it's um, Christy Noem, whether it's Ron DeSantis, whoever that person is, is going to be primed and ready. They're going to have four years of experience as a vice president. They'll be the natural selection. As, and when you look at the uh, lineage of the presidential you know, candidates, and they will have, of course, unless they pull a Mike Pence, the full backing and support of President Donald Trump, who I assume will still be the most popular person in the party and probably in American politics and maybe even world politics. And that's a, that's a big hurdle to overcome. If you're Ron DeSantis and you've, you've, you've reestablished yourself as a fantastic leader, not just as a, of a state as big as Florida and an economy as important as Florida's, but as a, as a Republican, if you've been able to reestablish yourself that way by 2028, great job, pat yourself on the back. But if Donald Trump has chosen someone else to be VP, you are still running against Donald Trump. And that is going to be a tough task. Maybe not as tough as it was this time around, but still a tough task. Which brings us back to who does Donald Trump actually select as his vice presidential running mate? It could be Ron DeSantis, and if it is, that's probably really good for Ron DeSantis. And he should jump at it, even though he's already scoffed at the offer, and he's already said Donald Trump shouldn't be playing, uh, he shouldn't be playing identity politics. 
kind of a dig at Tim Scott and Byron Donalds and Vivek Ramaswamy. But there's still hope and there's still a chance that maybe Donald Trump, when he looks around at the when he looks around at the group of people he can choose from, when he looks around at the crop of individuals he can choose from, he says, all right, who here would be a good vice president and also a natural choice to continue Trumpism into 2028 and beyond? Who would be a great partner to make America great again for the next four years, but then also be a fantastic leader who could pick up the gauntlet, who could grab the wheel of the ship and continue to make America great again for eight years after that. Because the goal of the Republican Party and the goal of Donald Trump and the goal of uh, the GOP shouldn't be just to win uh, this election for Donald Trump this year. It should be to set up the GOP for years and years and years of victory at the ballot box for the White House, for Congress, for the Senate. Because remember what Donald Trump said when he was being interviewed at the town hall in South Carolina the other day. I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually, usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, my revenge will be success. Revenge will be success. How great would it be if Donald Trump and the RNC and the GOP could all get together and all of these candidates could figure out a way to be successful, not just in 2024 and not just in 2026 and not just in 2028, but for years to come? Because, look, you're not always going to have a Donald Trump. There's been very few presidents who have had the ability and the demeanor and the charisma and the drive and the ability and the power to get done in such a short period of time what Donald Trump has been able to do. Are there other people that could do it? Yes. Do we know who they are? Absolutely not. We need to make sure that not only are we picking a good president this time around, but he's picking people that can continue the success that we all hope to see, not just for our president, but for our country. I believe Ron DeSantis could do that. But if he's not the vice presidential pick, he's going to be running into another difficult time. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. I will say this. I don't believe it should ever be Tulsi Gabbard. Get me a hashtag never Tulsi shirt. Like her. She's great and all. She's not. She's an independent. She's not a Republican. And that would pose big problems, I believe, for Donald Trump and the rest of the party, even though lots of dudes think she's fine. 855-940-MARK is our number. And I know that because yesterday when I said a lot of dudes are voting for her or supporting her just because they like the way she looks, a lot of dudes wrote to me and said, yo, that's exactly why I'm supporting her. That's wild. 855-940-MARK <laughs> is our number. Thanks, dudes, for listening. Quick break. More Markation. We got some of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. And, man, we are just minutes away from Weekend re re uh, Review Trivia. All that and more. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. <laughs> Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We really do uh, appreciate it. There's a lot of confusion. A lot of people are calling in. There's a lot of confusion about uh, a president and vice president not being able to reside in the same state. And that is something that is, uh, where's my constitution? Here it is. In Article 2 of the Constitution. Oh, I can't even, this is very small. I can't even read. <laughs> you know what we're going to need to get, Hannah? 
Like a monocle? Oh, like a, like a, I was going to say a monocle or like a magnifying glass probably. Okay. Would be the uh, better. Yeah, Article 2 states, the electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for two persons of whom one at least shall not be an inhabitant of the same state with themselves. So what that means is that this dates back to an electoral college uh, clause that in the, you know, in the old days, they didn't vote for president and vice president. They voted for people, and whoever got the most votes was president. Whoever got the most vote, the second most votes was vice president. And that's where this comes from, that the electors could not vote for two people from the same state. Um, it, it would not be an issue if Donald Trump wanted to choose Byron Donalds or if he wanted to choose uh, Ron DeSantis as his vice presidential candidate. It's, it's completely possible and plausible, and, uh, and either one of them could step up to the plate. And now, okay, if it becomes close, like if it's within a couple votes or a couple of electoral votes, that's where it could get a little sticky. Um, but you know, you don't have to you don't have to worry about it. But yes, to be safe, one of them could move. And depending on what happens with this $350 million fine, Donald Trump may be putting Mar-a-Lago on the market. So maybe he'll move to, I don't know, Georgia or someplace. Although I don't see him living in Georgia. They're not big fans of him in Georgia. The, uh, the the politicians there. 855-940-MARK is our number. This is David in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, David. How are you? David? Fine, how are you? Oh, doing great, David. What's in your mind, sir? What do you want to say? Two things. I just got a text from Nikki Haley. Oh, what's she saying? Telling me that I had to get out and vote. We had to save our country. Yeah. Mentioned in Texas. And, uh, uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you, Mark, I, I heard on the radio where they have this. Uh, David, you walk, did you walk into a wind I think he walked into a wind tunnel or something. That was stressing me out. Yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah, I, I get text messages from Nikki Haley all the time. I just write back unsubscribe uh, or stop. That kind of like thing. Like stop to end. Yes. No, actually, I get text messages. It's, it's so funny because I know when there's an important political message uh, or a political event coming up because I'll get a thousand text messages from Donald Trump, from Nikki Haley, from Joe Biden, from various other random Democrats who and Republicans who throw their name into the, and my, you know, I'll plug it into the car mm -hmm. and it'll say, you have 82 new text messages. Stop. And it's all just, it's all just, everyone wants money. 855-940-MARK is our number. Hey, listen, we got to uh, take a quick break. When we get back, we are going to line up a couple of contestants for Week in Review Trivia. If you're a Katriot in good standing, if you've been listening all week long, and if you think you know more about this show than anyone else, give us a buzz right now. 855-940-MARK. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. 855-940-MARK is the number to call, 855-940-6275. Uh, and don't forget, as we get closer and closer to election season, you know, we had, we, we the election is really the big story, and any story that we talk about is going to be used is going to be looked at through the prism of the election. How does it affect the election? Is it going to be a big story at the election? Uh, this this whole thing with Joe Biden trying to repay student loan debt, that's another election story. It has nothing to do with him wanting to repay student loan debt. It has everything to do with him wanting to convince people that he can do what he can't do so that he convinced, uh, can convince them to vote for him. Um, and then he'll just, you know, go back on his promises because the Supreme Court has already said uh, you don't have the uh, ability to do that. But there are some... There are some individuals who will believe Joe Biden when he says he's going to give them hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
And there are even some dumber individuals who are going to believe Joe Biden and vote for Joe Biden when he says, well, I'm going to give you hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay off your student loans. And the other thing that happens is, and I think this is more likely because we actually talked about it when it first happened. We had people calling this show in mass who said, yeah, I'll take the money for my student loan debt, but I'm not voting for Joe Biden. I'll take the If Joe Biden's dumb enough to pay off my student loan debt, I'm going to take the money. But if he's dumb enough to think that I'm going to vote for him because of it, he's got another thing coming. And that, I think, was a common theme. Now, our audience is probably more conservative than others, um, and that may be the reason why. But I don't think that anything Joe Biden or the Democrat Party does in an effort to bribe or barter with or sway or blackmail voters is going to turn out. Because voters, they just don't like the guy. Even the ones who are crazed, leftist, lunatic, even the ones who are pro-Palestine, the ones who go into the rotunda at the Capitol building and say, I, we, need to, we need to stop Israel right now, even they say there's no pathway for Joe Biden. Is there a pathway forward for you with Biden? Oh, absolutely not. You cannot keep killing people with our money and just keep thinking that, oh, we are stupid enough to elect you again because we'll fall in line, we'll forget. How can you, how can, like, this is an insult to me as a voter. Yeah, it should be as insult to you as a voter. Anyone who's voted for Biden in the past uh, is, has been insulted by him because everything he said he was going to do for you, he did not. And in many instances, he did the exact opposite. Um, anyway, if you listen, if, if you're gearing up for the election and if you want some help with the election, we have put together our Catriot Manifesto, seven ways to stop the lunatic left and have fun doing it. And it's a free I don't even what you call it, like a, a white paper, if you will. I guess that sounds racist. I should probably call it a paper. Um, and if you if you can download it, you can read through it. A lot of people are entertained by it and informed by it. And it is absolutely free for you to get right now when you become part of our Catriot Network at markk.com. M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E.com. Uh, go there and join today. All right, Hannah, are we ready for Week in Review trivia? We sure are. Is Mark. it that time? It's that time. Man, where does the week go? I don't know. I feel like it was just a President's Day. Anyway, here we go. It is time for Week in Review trivia. We have a couple of contestants on the line. Catriots in good standing all. And they claim that they've been listening to the show. They claim that they've been retaining information from the show. And they believe that they can guess all these questions correctly. If they do, they win a prize pack. First up is Kendra in Illinois. Hi, Kendra. How you doing? Hey, Mark. Hey, Hannah. How are you? Oh, we're swell. We're swell. Kendra, how was your week? Um, it's nice. I got off work early to play this game. Oh, so. I love oh, yeah. wow. my granddaughter. That's great. That's so nice. Now, Kendra, have you been listening to the show all week long is the question. Well, yes, I have. I listen at work, and I also listen to the podcast after work. I love oh, that. Goodness. Yeah, the podcast is available if you miss anything or if you want to hear it again, the Mark K Show, wherever you're, wherever you're download. But we have a very popular podcast we found, a very popular podcast. Um, Kendra, let yep. me ask you this question. Were you even listening on Monday, too? Yes, sir. Oh, great. All right. Then you're going to do fine. Uh, you're going to be playing against Clarence in Ohio. What's up, Clarence? How's it going? Hey, Mark. Hey, Hannah. Hi. Hey, Clarence. No. Uh, Clarence, have you been listening all week long? Oh, yes, I have. Oh. I, I'm the same exact. I listen to uh, at, while I'm at work and also listen to podcasts later. You know what? I, lo I love that you listen at work and then you listen to the podcast later. That's just, uh, I love to see. That's why we try to do be everywhere all, all the time because we know not everyone can stop down for three hours a day. But if you can, we appreciate it. All right. Kendra, Clarence, Clarence, Kendra. Here's how this works. I'm going to read you guys questions one at a time. They are multiple choice questions. So if you need a little help, 
That might help you out, jog your memory a bit. If you get all your questions right, you'll automatically win a prize pack. But if that doesn't happen, as long as you get more questions right than your opponent, you also win. Any questions before we begin? Nope. Nope? Okay, good. This is exciting. Here we go. Uh, Kendra, the first question is for you. Are you ready? Yep. I'm going to bring the music down just a hair. Here we go. Uh, what was... What was my Lenten resolution this year? It's Lent. I made a Lenten resolution. We talked about it on the air. It's been kind of difficult, but I've, I've managed to do okay. Uh, what is my Lenten resolution? A, to say hello to at least six people at work every day, excluding Hannah and Adam. B, to eat only whole foods and no processed junk foods. Or C, to quit gambling. Well, we know you're now a social butterfly, but I'm going to go with A. <laughs> to say hi to at least six people at work every day, excluding Hannah and Adam. Exactly. That <laughs> is that is correct. <laughs> By the way, there have been some really shocked people in this building this week as I've been talking to them. I know. Brother, yeah. Um, Especially like, when you go into their office just to say hi. Yesterday, I literally, I walked by a guy's <laughs> office and I peeked and I go, hey, how you doing? He goes, hey, what's up? I go, just saying hello. And I left. And I, I feel checked, like that's really checking the box. I checked it off the box. Well, you know, baby steps. It's only the first first week of Lent. All right, uh, Kendra, you got yourself a point. Nicely done. Clarence, are you ready? Yep. Here we go. Listen carefully. Earlier this week, Clarence, I talked about a video I posted where I was going through some old books to figure out what books I was going to keep, what books I was going to get rid of. In one of the books, I found something historic, an artifact, if you will. What was it I found in one of my old books? A, a bookmark that I drew in kindergarten. B, a dandelion that my daughter gave me when she was younger. Or C, a ticket to an evening with Brian Kilmeade from 2016. That would be C, Mark. A ticket to an evening with Brian Kilmeade from 2016. That's correct. Yep. That That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. Good job. My wife saw it on my desk. She goes, what is it? Are you going to see Brian Kilmeade? And I said, no, I went 10 years ago. <laughs> That's crazy. Eight years ago, I guess. All right. Yeah. Uh, Kendra Clarence, you're all tied up nicely done. Kendra, back to you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Uh, you may remember earlier this week, we spent a lot of time making golden shoes. Golden shoes. Hannah did a great job making golden shoes. Very similar to Donald Trump's golden shoes. He called his golden high tops the never surrender high tops. What did we call ours? A, K-Force Ones. B, K's Kicks. Or C, Katriots Keds. That would be B. K's Kicks. Yes. For K's kids. <laughs> that is 100% accurate. Nicely done. Very good. Very good, Kendra. You got yourself another point. And we go to you, Clarence. Are you ready? Yep. We then auctioned off our K's kicks. We weren't sure how much we were going to get, but we ended up uh, raising a total of how much money uh, in total? A, $1,000. B, $5,500. Or C, $11,000. That would be C, Mark, because you sold two pairs of shoes. That's right. We promised. We had two bids. They were both $5,500, so we said yeah. we'll, we'll send you both a pair of shoes for right. that generous amount. That's what I meant. Yeah, no, you did a good job. Yeah. Uh, 11000 total for Kay's kids, which was, uh, I'm still. That's amazing. Still totally flabbergasted. Very good. All right, Kendra, back to you. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Listen carefully. 
What mistake did I say that my wife and I made early on after we were married? What mistake did I say my wife and I made early on after we got married? A, we told people what our favorite local restaurant was, and then it got way too crowded and we could never get a table again. B, we bought stock in Blockbuster Video. C, we made our spare guest room way too comfortable and guests said they never wanted to leave or come back as soon as possible. That would be C. We made our spare bedroom too comfortable and guests said they never wanted to leave or at least come back as soon as possible. Yeah. That is yeah. correct. That's exactly. No, never make that mistake again. Now we put rocks and peas and rocks. yeah, we throw stink bombs in there and all like, we don't clean any yeah, old old dirty towels that smell. Um, all right, good job, Clarence. Here we go. Are you ready, Clarence? Yes. Uh, earlier this week, we interviewed Laura Trump, daughter-in-law of Donald Trump, who also did not get a pair of golden sneakers. You didn't even know about him. Uh, if Laura Trump is elected co-chair of the RNC, who did she tell us she wanted to hire to help her legally ballot harvest? A, a Democrat who has experience with ballot harvesting. B, Scott Pressler. Or C, Dinesh D'Souza. That would be B, Mark. Scott Pressler. Yep. Well, Democrats probably know a lot about it. And while Dinesh D'Souza knows a lot because he did that whole movie, uh, Scott Pressler is the first phone call she said she made. Yeah. yeah, very nice. He still hasn't written me back, by the way. How rude. Yeah, he's busy. He's busy, busy legally ballot harvesting. Yeah. All right, uh, Kendra, Clarence, he's got to get his resume together. He's got to pick out a nice denim jacket for what he's going to wear to his interview. Yeah. Do his hair. All right, Kendra, Clarence, here we go. You're all tied up three to three. You guys are doing great, but you definitely listen to this show very carefully, and we definitely, uh, we do appreciate that. Uh, here we go. Kendra, back to you. This the, uh, Earlier this week, I told the story about the summer before I went to college. I had a job uh, working light industrial at a warehouse. What job did I work <laughs> that was light industrial at the warehouse? A, I glued together display cases for candy bars. B, I drove a forklift. Or C, I counted out the exact number of packing peanuts to go into various packages. That would be A. Glued together display cases for candy bars. Yes. That is the correct answer. <laughs> if it were drive a forklift, I'd probably still be working there. Yeah. yeah I right. drive a forklift. Oh, you drive it? <laughs> That's awesome. You what? drive a forklift. How awesome is it? It's so much fun, isn't it? It's much fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great, Kendra. That's great. Are you, You're certified in everything, I guess, right? Yes. Oh, good. All right, uh, Clarence, here we go. Back to you. You can tie it up with this one. Are you ready? Yep. All right. I was talking about a Matt Gates story earlier this week, and all of a sudden, one of those pop-up ads started playing on my computer. It was a little embarrassing. What was that ad for that popped up and started playing on the computer? A, weed gummies. B, little blue pills. You get my meaning. Or C, <laughs> bladder leak underwear. That would be B, Mark. That would be which one? B. B, little blue pills. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. 
It was bladder leak underwear. They were talking about gushers and things. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, yeah. That was a, that was an. I told Hannah, I go, that is a very difficult and obscure question. The stream question. got it. Well, okay, fine. But but they're not playing Clarence's way. I know. All right. But I uh, guess it's not that obscure. Kendra, are you ready? Yes. Oh, you know what? Here, no, I'm sorry. We have a new rule. We're going to flip-flop it. Clarence, we're going to ask you another yes. question, and that way... If Kendra gets her last question right, she wins. Ah. Yeah? Okay. All right, there we go. That way we can fit in all the questions. All right, Clarence, here's your final question to tie it up. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. While Hannah and I went down to spray paint the gold sneakers this week, there was something peculiar very in very close proximity. What was it? A, the employees from the next building over were dealing drugs. B, there was a drain that a few baby ducks fell into. Or C, Justice, our radio station alligator, was chilling like 20 feet away. That would be C. Justice, our radio station alligator, was chilling like 20 feet away. Yep. That is correct. <laughs> Good job. All right, Kendra, here's, here's what happens. If you get this one right, you win. Are you ready? Yes. What strange odor did our building reek of yesterday? What strange odor did our building reek of yesterday? A, bourbon, B, poop, or C, marijuana? C. What'd you say? C as in cat. C as in cat. Yes. Meow. That is correct. It was narrow, which means congratulations, Kendra, with a score of five to four. Oh, you did a bang up job, Clarence. And like I said, we appreciate you calling in and being part of our show. We appreciate you listening not only to the live show, but to the podcast. Kendra, you hang you can you did a great job. Hang tight. We're gonna get a prize pack out to you uh in Illinois. Everyone else, don't go anywhere. We are not even done yet. We've got more Mark K show on the way. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. You know, one thing I did want to mention before we uh, we get out of here for the weekend is Elon Musk. Elon Musk, we uh, we played a clip of his the other day. Vivek Ramaswamy and Benny Johnson were doing a beers with Benny or Bruce, Bruce, Benny and Bruce, eh, something like that. And they were chit-chatting about Elon. And, and Vivek Ramaswamy said he's the closest thing to a founding father that we have. And one of the things that Elon Musk does better than anyone is he doesn't necessarily create anything new. He just takes something that people are sick and tired of and he revamps it. And, you know, uh, I guess you would say he repositions it for a conservative audience or for a different audience. For example, if you are one of these people who feels that Google, whether it's because of their whether it's because of their really woke AI image generator or because um, they demonetize and deplatform and censor people on YouTube or because their search results seem skewed toward Democrats, whatever reason you may be fed up with Google, a lot of people still use Gmail because it's the number one mail server in like the entire universe. Well, Elon Musk realizes that this is an issue, realizes that there's an opportunity, and realizes that the more people distrust Google and Alphabet, the more he has the opportunity to come in and take some of their market share. And so he has announced that he will be creating Xmail, a rival to Google's Gmail. Uh, he was uh, asked by what by some tech blog uh, in an exchange on his social media platform X. Musk has revealed a product called Xmail is coming. Nate McGrady who is a reporter, asked, when we make an X-mail, and Elon Musk wrote, it's coming. 
the news was revealed. Uh, oh, he's an engineer, by the way. And then uh, Musk simply said it's coming. This, of course, got everybody all hot and bothered because whenever e Elon Musk writes it's coming, people start, they drop everything and they start making plans for their, their cyber trucks and their, and their trips to Mars and everything else. But Elon Musk is, you know, if anything, he's a man true to his word. And if he says he's going to buy Twitter, he'll buy Twitter. If he says he's going to, um, he's going to uh, create Xmail, he'll create xmail if he says he's going to create grok uh, the most fun ai generation uh bot in the world he'll if he says he's going to charge you for your blue check mark he's going to charge you for your blue check mark so, so if you're fed up with gmail or hotmail or hotmail or any of the others and you'd like a more free speech friendly alternative there may be one well it's coming said elon uh 855-940-MARK listen have a great weekend don't forget the mark k show airs on newsmax tv tomorrow at 7 p.m sunday at 6 p.m uh the sneakers play a prominent role in this week's episode if you'd like to see them up close and personal we'll be back monday at noon with another edition of the mark k show see ya Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.